Welcome to the Spectator PM podcast. I'm your host, Aubrey Gulick, a writer and reporter at the American Spectator. And today, as I always, I am joined by my co-host and fellow reporter, Ellie Gardy. So today we're going to get into what's probably one of the biggest stories of the 2024 election, and that is Biden's memory. So last week, special counsel Robert Hurt released a report that essentially confirmed everything anybody who's been watching the media and like what's going on in the country already suspected about Biden, and that's that he's geriatric and doesn't remember anything. Um, so the report was conducted after lots of classified documents were found in his garage and in other places in his home, and essentially concluded that there's no way that Biden could ever be prosecuted because he doesn't remember anything. So Thursday's report actually read that, and this is a quote taken from the report, like, at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury, as he did during our interview of him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. Just pretty damning, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, and Democrats are trying to push back and say, oh, this is politically motivated. Her is a Republican prosecutor, so he's going after Biden. But the reason that her explained all of this is because his decision to not prosecute Biden in the documents case hinges upon the fact that Biden has no idea what the hell is going on and couldn't have willfully, to the extent necessary for conviction, known what he was doing because he's just so out of it, which is just totally embarrassing for the president. It's not just someone saying, oh, he has no idea what's going on. It's he has no idea what's going on to such an extent that we couldn't convict him because people wouldn't believe that he did this with ill intent. Right. And it's totally not a glowing review of a guy who's trying to run for office and is trying to convince an entire nation that like, hey, I'm up for another four years of this incredibly stressful job. Like that just seems like a bad idea. And it, as if to confirm everything that the special counsel reported, um, there was a news conference that Biden held on Thursday to address these issues in which like even and even liberal media addressed this was like like. He mistakes the president of Egypt for the president of Mexico, which is a major issue. He's talking about, you know, the Palestinian-Gazan war. He's also, like, getting angry and defensive, which, I mean, to be fair, the prosecutor had asked him, like, when his son had died and he didn't know. And so he had, you know, accused him, essentially accused him of being like, you don't even remember when your son died, which is fairly accurate if unfortunate. But, you know, Biden's getting angry about that. But... Yeah, he didn't just get angry, though. He was like an angry dementia patient. He was just like all riled up. He does not come across well. He came out there storming angry and going on. And then when the media tried to ask him questions, he was yelling at them. And there was one CNN reporter who confronted him with the fact that a number of polls have shown that Americans are very concerned about his age and his mental abilities and his fitness for office and his response was that's your opinion he went after her and it was really aggressive and really like concerning and you know even the liberal media was saying okay that was you know that was a disaster and i think anyone who heard biden's about to come out and give a press conference now is like this is the world's worst idea. He is going to just show exactly what the special counsel's report said. He has no idea what's going on and he's losing it. Right. And it's actually been really interesting to see how, you know, big media has covered this from like the Washington Post or the New York Times. So Washington Post, like 
actually both organizations spend a lot of time contrasting um, Biden's documents case with Trump's document case and being like, no, they're fundamentally different. Like Trump is actually, you know, he has committed like a criminal offense here, whereas Biden hasn't. It's like, well, what they fail to say is that, you know, Biden was just such, <laughs> he's so out of it that you can't convict him of a crime, which is totally different. At one point, I think the Washington Post talks about like, you know, Biden throughout his career, he's been really gaff prone, like this is nothing new. And people are just trying to spin it as like something new. And I mean, that's to some extent true, but there is an L, you know, there's a level of making gaffes <laughs> politically where like you're doing it on a daily basis where you're, you know, mistaking presidents of different countries that like that's just simply not acceptable. Died in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh yeah, he's talking to him. It's like he died in 1996. Right. <laughs> I hope you weren't talking to him because then we have a very different problem. There's actually a really great piece on this from Dan Flynn, one of our writers at the American Spectator, where he's talking about like <laughs> Biden is either totally a dementia patient or he has like the powers of a necromancer, and he's talking to these people <laughs> from the dead. And it's it's just a really great piece. So definitely go check that out. Um, the New York Times even kind of used this opportunity actually to attack Biden a little bit and um, hold him to account. Um, I think their their article is called Eight Words in a Verbal Slip Put Biden's Age Back at the Center of 2024. And like they just immediately point out like Biden's press conference did not go well. It was a really bad idea. And like his media team has been trying to keep him off of, you know, radio programs. They've been trying to keep him off of interviews. They even like, I think they decided they they declined an opportunity for him to appear on television right before the Super Bowl because, you know, it's such a big audience. Like it's there, the biggest TV audience. His staffers are so worried and nervous about Biden's age showing and him having a mistake that they couldn't do the they declined the Super Bowl interview like they know that this was declining the Super Bowl interview was directly a result of his staffers being worried about him forgetting everything and having no idea what's going on and showing where he is in terms of his mental fitness right to the largest television audience of the year and like if you're running for president like of course you ex you you know you accept that primetime interview like that's the best interview of the year and instead they you know they don't because they know that he would crumble under the pressure. And that's a major problem because I mean, like an interview for leading into a campaign is stressful for sure. Absolutely. But is it more stressful than running a country for four years? Absolutely not. So like he's, if he gets reelected, he's going to have four years of dealing with, you know, incredibly difficult things or Kamala Harris or whoever his VP ends up being, will have four years of dealing with all of that when he steps down because you know, he can't handle it <laughs> in his 80s, which, I mean, he's already our oldest president. And we should probably be moving on from that generation as, you know, as a bunch of presidents anyway. But yeah, it's, I think it's really, really telling, though, that Democrats and the liberal media even are starting to question, like, uh, it's the question right now, is this a turning point where people realize okay, this man should not be president. He does not know what's going on. Is there a moment where people realize and recognize where Biden is mentally and stop having this idea of, oh, he just seems kind of old and, you know, yeah, he doesn't talk that much, but, you know, he just 
that's just a strategy and realize that this is because he's really losing it and people start understanding that people start talking openly about that and um david oxelrod has been a democrat who's been talking for a while now about whether biden is mentally fit and you know saying you know voters are concerned about this and people are like oh whatever you know he's fine um but now he's giving getting a little more of a platform since people are realizing okay wait maybe this is actually a major problem and he said fair or not you can't unring the bell so is this the moment that the bell was rung and people realize just how bad things are or are we just gonna kind of have a greater awareness of the fact that biden is ancient and extremely confused and just kind of accept that he's like that or are democrats going to realize maybe we should try to find someone who speaks english fluently right right and that's a major issue actually talking about voters and whether or not they're actually coming to realize this i think this is a situation in which even democrat voters are ahead of the game and like so senator chris coons who's a uh, democrat from delaware told New York Times that he's his office has been getting a ton of calls about the president and about, you know, people's concern that he's too old. And he's like, his office's response is to totally deny their concerns. Like, no, Biden's great. He's like, you know, every time I've talked to him, he's been sharp, engaged and purposeful. Well, did you talk to him back in like maybe 30 years ago? I don't know. <laughs> and he's essentially just like totally making light of their concerns and not paying any attention to them. And I think in the long run, that type of a strategy where you deny everything that people are seeing and are like, no, that's, it, it's a case of like the emperor has no clothes, right? Like when you do that, people will know you're just lying. And yeah, Chris Coon said Biden is sharp, engaged and purposeful. Like, no. And I wonder how many other Democrats will also come out like Chris Coons and say, oh no, I'm completely behind the president. I know in my interactions with him that he is completely there. Because at this point, that might be a risk to take politically because people might decide, oh, wait, Biden has no idea what's going on. I don't want to be putting myself on his side and standing up and saying he's there because people could, you know, realize later I was lying for a political purpose and putting the country in danger. Uh, and so one example of this is um, so I was watching uh, CNN after Biden's press conference and they had Kate Bedingfield on. And she's Biden's former communications director. And she's completely loyal to Biden, just, you know, says, oh, Biden's wonderful and amazing. So she goes on after the press conference and says, oh, you know, people have slips of the memory. You know, we all make mistakes and, you know, kind of forget things just common. Voters understand, you know, people make mistakes and, you know, it's whatever. And I'm watching Anderson Cooper listen to her. And it just looks like he knows this is total BS and that. This is not just, oh, you know, people forget things. This is this is an old man who's really starting to, you know, decline, as we all probably will, if we are lucky enough to reach old age. Right, right. It's one of those situations where it's like, I really just wish he would retire and go, you know, sit on his front porch and, do, you know, hang out with his grandkids or something. But he refuses to do that. So, you know, you're stuck here instead talking about, you know, his dementia and, it's really kind of unfortunate and sad, although Biden has done plenty in his career to merit it. Um, yeah. And <laughs> that's just, I guess, the America we're in today. Very unfortunate. Thank you for listening to the Spectator PM podcast. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe. You can find us on any of the regular podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, 
We appreciate that you're listening in and hope to see you next week.